Let's check in with the story that um, we had last month on Afternoons, speaking with Brett Marshall back then about an historical aircraft that was making its way to its new home at the Air Force Museum of New Zealand. The Lockheed P3K2, I hope I said that right, Orion, was retired after 54 years and would become the largest aircraft in the museum's collection. A huge amount of feedback came in from the listeners. We're following it up this week because it is literally hitting the road. David King, communications manager for the museum, has been dealing with some of the logistical difficulties in transporting the plane on the ground rather than in the air, uh, and is with us now. David, kia ora, thanks for being with us. Hello, nice to be here. Uh, now, some people, of course, will have missed the earlier chat that we had with Brett, so give us a sense of why this aircraft is so significant. Sure. So uh, the RNZAF had a fleet of six Orions, and they've been retired now and placed, replaced with a newer aircraft. So we have been um, gifted one of the Orions, and it's going to take centre stage in our museum. So it will be preserved for generations to come, and we'll be able to tell all the stories about all the service that, that not only this aircraft did, but the whole fleet of Orions. And they're, they're really kind of heroic aircraft. They have 50, I think in total, 56 years service, um, patrolling, doing maritime patrols, search and rescue, sort of in, at, at the forefront of every disaster. Um, the first thing New Zealand does is send out an Orion to scope things out, and, and they served all over the world. So, you know, they really do deserve a, a good retirement, and, and we're really delighted to be able to get um, get one of one of them for our museum, and yeah, and since since the news has sort of developed, we've been um, inundated with people telling their stories and people who are saved by them, people who served on them, people who flew them and, and looked after them. So so they sort of have a place in everyone's heart, really. Absolutely, and these uh, aircraft have served really all over the world. They must have some yeah. amazing stories. Oh, absolutely. All the way, you know, places like Somalia, um, doing patrols in the Gulf. Um, and uh, the one we're getting, uh, which is called NZ4203, is actually the first one to land in Antarctica back in uh, nine, uh, 2006. So so really, really important aircraft. Um, how big is it? Very big. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> That's the technical, challenge. the technical term. Uh, it is. It is uh, about uh, thirty meters long, thirty-six meters wide. Um, so we think it's the largest aircraft that's been transported by road uh, uh, in New Zealand. Uh, you'll you'll never see one of these on the road again. And it uh, takes a truck. Uh, the fuselage is uh, the, including the, the the truck that's carrying it is about 40 metres long, which is very, very long. So it's quite a complicated exercise. Yeah, and when is it going to be hitting the road? We're moving uh, tomorrow morning at 2 o'clock in the morning. We're heading for Murchison first from... uh, So at at the moment, it's at Woodburn, RNZAF base Woodburn. So we head to Murchison uh, through the Lewis Pass and uh, hopefully through North Canterbury to to Christchurch. We're trying to get there by Friday. Uh, We're doing it in two phases. The first phase is the wings. The wings are eight metres wide. So in in and of themselves, they're a a very wide load. And obviously there's two of them. 
Uh, then there's four engines. The propellers are wide loads on their own as well, so they get their own special truck. And then the fuselage will follow uh, in uh, a, a few weeks, we think, uh, just depending on logistics. So everything's dismantled and taken apart to, to transport a plane by road? Yeah, that's right, because the people who have serviced the Orions over the years and done all the maintenance are based at Woodburn. So the most efficient way to do it, um, and believe me, we looked at every which way, what was to do it here, transport by road, and then when it gets to Christchurch, um, it'll be uh, eventually reassembled. And uh, our other logistical problem is we don't have an exhibition space large enough to um, house it in, so we're we're raising funds to build a new wing for our museum to give it a home. It's so, actually um, what I did fail to mention is it's about ten metres high uh, its tail, so it won't fit in our current. It's it's way bigger than our current exhibition space. Uh, okay, so it's currently in several pieces, and will it stay that way until you've got a proper hangar, a proper building for it to uh, live in? Uh, we have a hangar, a storage hangar, um, where we can reassemble it, but it's not a public exhibition space, so we, we need to build that. We have, at, at Wigram, Wigram's a very historic Air Force base. It was was the home of the New Zealand Air Force, and so we have 1930s sort of era hangars, but they're not proper exhibition spaces, so we, we need to develop one. Um. Have you had any logistical problems? I should imagine you've had quite a fair few uh, trying oh. to transport something of this size. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It is really um, interesting. It's an interesting shape. And actually pulling it apart, it's the first time it's been pulled apart since uh, I think the early 2000s when they were upgraded. And it's the sheer, what you don't appreciate with a big aircraft is it's the sheer, uh, I guess, awkwardness of the shapes. The the wings are uh, difficult to store, they're difficult to move around. And uh, you know, it's just little things like watching the weather because the, when the wind, wind gets up and you've got um, a large object on a crane, uh, it can move about a bit. So, yeah, it's been a challenge, and we've, but we've got brilliant people doing it. And um, we're just going slowly, safety first, and, and we'll we'll get there. We've, we've waited 50-odd years to uh, give her a home, so yeah, we can wait um, mm. until it's safe to do so. So we're on the, on the road, and so we will be on the road uh, through daylight hours tomorrow. So anyone travelling on State Highway 63, 65, State Highway 7, just ask them to be patient and give us a wave as we slowly go by. <laughs> and have a bit of a, a lookout for it, absolutely. Oh uh, yeah, you won't, won't see that again. You won't sure. see it, certainly not for a while, I would imagine. Um, yeah. In terms of when you put it all back together, is it going to be um, restored so it's kind of in perfect condition? Uh, it is. It's, uh, so the idea is that um, so our values are a mu- as a museum are to restore it as it was when it was used. So it will be as close as possible to that. So it'll be all put back together, fitted back together to look like it just landed and the crew just came off and, and you'll be able to see it um, on display. And the sort of stories, we've, we've found people who were shipwrecked and uh, were saved by an Orion. Um, there was a storm in, I think, about 1994 where Orions flew 
something like 117 hours around the clock through the storm to keep the yachties safe when when they got into trouble. So it's all those stories are coming out and and they're fantastic, you know. To, and so our exhibition will will tell those really important stories. Yeah. So I guess if anyone does have uh, an Orion story, you'd like to hear it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to, and and we're and that's part of what we do as well as as telling those stories, recording those stories, and keeping them. We've talked to the first one of the first pilots who delivered it from California in 1966, and we've talked to the last pilot, one of the last pilots to fly fly it, and um, they have a a really similar story to tell. Just a beautiful aircraft, really lovely to fly, lots of yeah, lots of wonderful memories. Mm. It has. A few oddities. It has a um, uh, an ashtray uh, next to every seat, and there were twelve crews. So obviously, a lot of people smoked back in 1966. Uh, and it has a pencil sharpener, um, so that everyone could keep their doing their plotting, their navigating, could keep their pencils sharpened. So it's a it's a real, um, really, really neat uh, product of its time. It sounds like it's going to be a real kind of jewel in the crown for the museum. Uh, will be, yeah. We're we're really excited, as you can probably tell. Absolutely. It is um, just just uh, really significant for us. So we're very lucky. Fantastic stuff. Thank you very much, David King. There, who's the communications manager for the Air Force Museum of New Zealand, uh, the Orion in various pieces, going to be on the road in the next few hours.